today comes from the Gospel of Mark. Comes from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter. And I will start reading at the fourth verse. If you would mind standing in reverence of the Word of God. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of people, I'm sorry, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judea region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from the heavens. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. It's an odd feeling coming off of Christmas. I feel tired, but ready. We have just come through a season called Advent where we are waiting for the light to come. And we are waiting again. And another week we are waiting. And then we are still waiting. And then the light comes. And then we're in a season called Christmas Tide. Those 12 days of Christmas with all the birds and drummers and dancers, that's Christmas Tide. But then, yesterday, January 6th, every year, is called Epiphany. It's a day where we celebrate that three kings or three wise men, there might have been more than three, came to see baby Jesus. Probably when he was a toddler, I have a toddler, so I pity those wise men who had to come and visit him. But we celebrate epiphany. Light is here in the world. We are now in a season called epiphany, named after the day we celebrated yesterday. We're in a season called epiphany where we are ready and rolling and we might still be catching up on some z's from christmas 
but we are ready for a new year. Maybe we've made resolutions. Maybe we hate resolutions. But here we are in the new calendar year, ready to take it on. So also every year, the first Sunday within the season of Epiphany, whether we celebrate it or not, is called Baptism of Jesus Sunday. Every single year, we stop to remember that the light of the world was himself baptized. Not because he needed to be, but in that moment, we see an act of God A rare moment in scripture where all three parts or persons of the Trinity appear together. You catch it. A rare glimpse of God and all God's parts all together. Creator who broke open the skies. Redeemer who is in the water setting the example for us about to enter into the days of his ministry. And like a dove. The dissension, maybe a little wink at Pentecost that's coming in a few years. So we pause, coming from the joy and hustle and bustle of the holidays, before we jump into this new year, we pause at the baptism of Jesus, where we have waited for light, The light has come, and now the light of the world continues to shine and illuminate all the dark places. Jesus has come to allow us to see things and people differently. So we pause here, and today we don't just celebrate Kaylin's baptism, but I wonder if we could remember or imagine our own. Somewhere on the long road between Hudson, Florida and Louisville, Kentucky, there is a tiny evergreen on the side of the road. I think it was somewhere around Sparta, Tennessee. Everyone knows where Sparta, Tennessee is, right? Probably three feet tall, maybe. Hanging off the side of a cliff, almost over the highway, but not quite. As we passed it, coming home this week, I looked up and noticed that this little thing was draped in tinsel and ornaments dressed to the nines. It was easy to miss because when you're driving down this stretch of highway somewhere between, I think, Chattanooga and maybe Glasgow, Kentucky, it's a lot of trees and a lot of curves and a lot of not a lot of. But still, this little tree on the side of the highway decided to dress up 
for the occasion. Now, it wasn't the only tree there. There were a lot of trees around it, short in stature as well, vertically challenged trees. But this one tree had tinsel and ornaments all up and down it. You know, I have no idea who would have thought to do that. But as my little family passed it on our way back from Florida this week, I couldn't help but smile and exclaim to my family in the car, did you see that tree? They didn't, by the way. It was just me, but I promise it was there. Soon, my thoughts in the conversation, I guess in my head at this point, turned away from the tree itself, and I got to wondering, who would do such a thing? Who would pull over on the side of a highway? It was Highway 11. Who would pull over on the side of the highway somewhere between Chattanooga and Glasgow, Kentucky, maybe with a box, how do you do, a box of tinsel and ornament? Is it leftovers? Did you buy it new just for this little gimpy tree? Um, who did that? But why? Why did they do that? My mind starts racing, you know. Why did they do that? Is this like a middle of the night thing? Like you pull over to the side of the road on the middle of the night and dress it all up? Or is this like a broad daylight thing? Like you want people to know it was you. So you pull over, uh, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight. Do they do that every year? Is this a tradition for their family? Will they take it down? And when? Are they like New Year's it goes down people? Are they like Epiphany people? We wait till after Epiphany to take our Christmas tree down? Do they wait until February like those people? Or, or do, they, do they assume that the wind on this bend in the highway will eventually just undress it for them? I don't know. But either way, for a split second, there on a curve of Highway 11, somewhere near Sparta, Tennessee, there was this brief glimpse of joy because someone took time to impact the lives of others, even the quick driving by lives of others. Today we celebrate this beautiful act of baptism and the beauty of celebrating in a community of United Methodist and Cooperative Baptist. How beautiful. We celebrate that baptism is big and broad and we have ways to describe it, what happens at the moment of baptism, but still that doesn't limit what it does. It means so very much. I wonder if you remember your own baptism. If you were an adult, you may remember it. If it was as a child, you may not. You may have photos or stories. It's a tradition of all Christian denominations. And for us, at the moment of baptism, as the creator, redeemer, and sustainer converge, this narrative, this moment of scripture, the voice that we hear, the phrase that we hear at this cusp is the voice of God that calls us, as siblings of Christ calls us, and reminds us that through baptism, we are beloved. 
that we are beloved. And you know, I kind of think maybe like that little Christmas tree on the side of the road. What allows us to stand out, what allows us to bring others joy, what allows others to ask questions about who we are, why we act as we do, what motivates our joy and care of others. First, it comes with us recognizing that we are seen, that we are loved, that we are in a community that recognizes that. It's recognizing that someone has loved us and seen potential in us, and in that, our internal mark of baptism is belovedness. And it's not meant just for us. It's actually a joy to be shared with others because because we are loved. We show light to the world, that epiphany light, that Christ light going on and going outward. Better said, Pope Francis says this. He says, rivers do not drink their own water. Trees do not eat their own fruit. The sun does not shine on itself. And flowers do not spread their fragrance for themselves. Living for others is a rule of nature. We are all born to help each other. Life is good when you are happy, but much better when others are happy because of you. Kind of like that little Christmas tree on the side of the road. Baptism is a lot of things. And each story, as we, each year as we come to the story of the baptism of Jesus, we look at this story just a little bit different. Author Rob Bell talks about how scripture is, is a diamond or a jewel. And as you look through it with light, you see it differently every time you come to it. So remember this, this year, you are beloved, you are beloved, and the light that is within you is meant to extend to others around you and to the world. This light we waited on, this light we waited for is here and now shining through us.